On today's episode of The Bucket List, we'll be discussing the James Harden trade, the new in-season tournament, and Draymond Green's latest incident. Let's go! Welcome in, welcome in. Episode 5 of the Bucket List Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Glosser. Alongside me, my co-host, Seth Ipley. What's up, guys? It's been about two two or three weeks since we recorded last. Some some uh, A lot of life stuff going on right now, but you know we're back. We're going to record two episodes tonight and hopefully get out some good content for everybody. So, how are you feeling? I've missed this. I know. It's nice to be back. I can't believe it's been a month since we recorded, but like I said, we've got two coming, so pretty excited for it. Oh, yeah. This should be a fun one, uh, especially with the last topic that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I think two of the guys we're talking about today we both don't like, so two of the main topics out of the three, so I think it's going to be an interesting one for sure. So what are we going to talk about in the first one? All right, so we're going to start off the show talking about James Harden and the the trade, even though it was two weeks ago? I think they're they're like one and five with Harden, so it's been six games. So it's been, well, he was out a couple of the games too to start, so... Um, then after that, we're going to talk about the new in-season tournament. Very fitting because it recently started in November. And then we're going to move on to the Draymond Green incident. Uh, that'll be very passionate, I feel like. Yeah, so. everybody knows I'm a huge Cavs fan. I've hated Draymond since, honestly, even when he was in college at Michigan State, I'm a huge Ohio State fan. I've hated him since then, but my passion for him grew in 2016. On the court. On the court. I don't really like him off the court that much either, but I'll, I'll say, yeah, on, on the court, yes, I do not like him. I think I actually play a lot like him in real life, but no, he's not not my favorite guy on the court. He's a little dirty, but we'll get into that later. Uh, so I said, the first one, we're going to talk about James Harden. And like we said, a big trade happened just about two, three weeks ago. Um, he was traded from the Philadelphia 76ers to the Los Angeles Clippers, where he wanted to be going into this offseason. Um, this the trade details. So the Clippers got James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Felipe, I'm not even going to say his last name. I don't know how to pronounce that. And the Sixers got Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, KJ Martin, an unprotected 2028 first round pick, two second round picks, a first round pick from the Thunder, and then a pick swap via the Clippers. So they got a lot, a lot of picks back. They, yeah, they, they got a lot. Um, Pat, what was your first true impression? Like, not just ignore everything that you know now. What is your first? What was your first impression? I think when I texted you, I was like, "Oh man, they they didn't get anything back good." But I looked at all the picks, and I'm like, "Man, for I mean, they knew he wanted out. It was the only team that was available." And I don't love the role players they got back. I don't think they have any value now. They're all kind of just out of their primes and towards the end of you know, I mean, a couple years from retirement. But I love the assets they got. I think they could do a lot of potential at the deadline, and they're playing really well right now. So, I how did you feel about it? I don't remember. I was kind of the same. I thought that. The fact that they didn't get uh, Norman Powell or Terrence Mann was a huge loss because it it is James Harden. I don't really like his play style, and I don't think he's a winning like championship type player. But he still is a top ten shooting guard of all time. Like he's still up there. Um, so I I just think based off of that, like on paper. At first, I was like, man, they should have been able to get at least Norman Powell. Like, how do they not get Norman Powell? But, obviously, we have seen what has happened. Um, 
you know, with these direct results, one team has flourished and the other team has not flourished to say the least. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia is nine and three right now. They're the two seed in the East, and the Clippers are at four and seven, and they are the eleventh seed right now currently. And they are one and five with James Harden. They did win the other night against. They actually beat the Frisky Rockets, who are playing quite well right now. We'll talk about them next episode. But yeah, I think the trade overall. Um, I my my gut reaction. So we were going to talk about who won the trade. I get yeah. it's a little bit too early to talk about who won the trade. I mean, is it's it only, though? Yeah, I mean, as of right now, who won the trade? No, I think overall the Clippers. Um, I, I think the Clippers lost the trade. I think the Sixers definitely won it. Um, I think, I, I mean, it's just so tough because I think the Sixers got back a ton of valuable picks. The Clippers in what in twenty twenty eight, so we're five years away. Those picks could be top ten. I mean, easily. Yeah. So well, and here's the thing: if you're trading for a superstar like the Clippers did, he's not a superstar anymore, but okay. an ex superstar, a, a big name, former a, superstar, yeah, a huge, huge name, box office, and, and you're you're giving away all these future picks. You're you only win the trade if you win the championship. Right? Am I wrong? Oh, like, it's it's all championship or bust. Right. Yeah. Are they going to win the championship? No. This team is not. So they lost the trade. They're not built. Yeah, no. It, they yeah. they went all in, but that's not the problem. So I wrote this down. So Kawhi is going to be 33. He's on a player option next year, so he could be off oh. the team. Paul George 34 on a player option. Westbrook's 36. He has a player option. Harden's 35 and is an unrestricted free agent. You have four aging stars who are in the last years of their deal, basically. It's it's championship robust. Yeah. This is the most def- definite. And like, in the new arena. Yeah, new arena, which that's they need fans even in. Even more so pressure. That's what puts Ballmer in a tough spot, the, their owner. It's like you need to put fans in the stands, and the Clippers are always the little brother to the Lakers. Like, are they going to keep Paul George? I mean, his game's aging well, but he's always hurt. He stayed healthy this year so far. Kawhi's 33. He's not the same defender he was. He's still really good offensively, but... Who do you think... This is just off the off the dome. Kawhi or Paul George, if they were both on the trading block, who would get more in return? You want to say Kawhi, but I feel like Paul George would because he's more available. I think we saw, though, like when Kawhi got traded to the Raptors, I mean, he can have that kind of impact. I know he's not the same player. We did see in the playoffs, though, before he got hurt, he was playing on a top 10 oh, player. So he's that's, still good. Yeah, he that's just... still in there. It's early in the season. He's still recovering from the injury. So I think I'd go Kawhi, but Paul George, he fits on any team. So does Kawhi, but Paul George is like. I think I would want Kawhi more only because he seems to be a little bit more available. But. I, and that's saying something. I don't know. I I, I think it's tough. I, I don't. I think they're all in. Clearly, they're not going to be on the training block. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Clippers are all in. If they don't win the championship, it's an absolute failure, and they're not going to in the loaded West. I mean, we'll talk about the standings next episode. But it's just insane right now. What's yeah. going on in the Western Conference? It's just a lot of parity and a lot of a lot of injuries going on currently as well. I think, I think Philly won this trade for two reasons. One, it got rid of the the locker room cancer that James Harden is with you know, him hating Daryl Morey and bringing them down that way. But it also opened the door for what we've seen from Maxi. Without Harden, or I'm sorry, with Harden, Maxi would never become this player because Harden needs the ball. Maxi couldn't really, I mean, Maxi was still good. He was still a great third option, but not like this. Do you want to guess what he's averaging right now, like stats-wise? Points, rebounds, and I'm gonna, assists. I, I think he's – is he at 30 points? No, he's a little bit below. He slowed 28. down. 28. 
26 or 27 basically 27. five rebounds seven assists he's shooting like 40 43 percent from three a few games ago i think he was at 30 yeah he's well he scored, he scored four, uh, 50 the other night like yeah. four games ago but he slowed down the last three nights yeah. but yeah he's having an all-star type season and you did pick him as most improved, most I, improved. I would have but we tried to be different but, but you so. didn't i didn't <laughs> you have that one over me but yeah, no, Max is having an all-star breakout. We knew it was going to happen, especially MB needs a he needs a Robin to his Batman. Yeah. So I think he's finally breaking out. And yeah, just I think having that cancer gone, like you said, in the locker room, it's just so relieving. Like just knowing, like those guys would come to every game and they're like, "Is this guy going to complain? Like, is he going to like what's going to happen tonight?" Oh, he's There's gonna just go no way anyone likes playing with James Harden. No, a lot of people do. They, I, I but I, I don't believe them. I, he's a, I mean, he's a, gr- he's a great teammate. I, I think, like, I don't I, know. I do. I and a lot of people like we talk about Kyrie. Kyrie always got hated, like a lot of people outside. But everybody says they love playing with Kyrie. I think a lot of these guys, especially a lot of superstars, they're very likable, especially Harden. And he's so he's such a great passer. So I think it's fun to yeah. play with him. But when he has, I, I just would hate playing with a guy like him. Well, we just hate his play style now, but. That's he's, true. I, I I think he's very well liked across the league. Maybe not with the executives now, and what he's he's kind of burned a lot of teams now. But I don't think Daryl Morey likes him anymore. He he's in a tough spot, man. If he doesn't play well this year, this Clippers team blows up. Who's going to want him next season? He wants a max contract. Well, he's it'll not be get like it. Russell Westbrook, I think. No, he'll get more than well. Russ could have got more in another team, but he want he loves L.A. But so. I, I'm saying like teams aren't going to go out of their way to like give him big money. It'll be you know a, a okay contract. You know, unless it's a really bad team, but is he is money. he is he okay accepting that at this point? Well, I don't think it's so. It's like the Allen Iverson thing; he can never accept being, you know, coming or even Melo later. And he finally learned later in his career, like to come off the bench. Yeah. Like, will he be able to do that at some point? And Sasha Pavlovich on the Cavs, and <laughs> I'll just get to a finals. Great, one of the greatest role players. You know what? Time. Let's let's give Russ his flowers right now. Yeah, him. I mean, did you see the report of he wants to come off the bench? Yeah, no, he came off the bench the other night when yeah, they won. That's yeah. that's huge for a guy as accomplished as Russell Westbrook is. Not necessarily that he's won anything, but I mean, he he is an all time great. Uh, it, it just you know it props to him. So I, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. So if Russell Westbrook ever listens to our podcast, maybe he'll want to come on our show now that we. I mean, out. he gave up a ton of money, and he stayed with the team, and now he's willing to come off the bench after. I mean, he was just an MVP back in 2017. It was only six years ago. I know time goes fast, but I'm looking forward to see what they do in the future uh, going forward. Like I said, they've been 1-5 and five with Harden to start the season. Uh, it's been a little messy. Uh, defensively, they've been awful. That's why moving Russ to the bench is good. He still plays really hard, but he's not the defender he once was. So, again, I think this fit of the team is not going to work out well. And uh, the, I think what actually could save him is if a couple guys got hurt. If if Kawhi got hurt for like a couple weeks and Paul George got hurt for a couple weeks or something, I know it's crazy, but I think I think it could kind of work out. I think they could figure out chemistry. Well, there's too many mouths to feed Yeah, at, at this point. Well, think about it. All these guys are ball dominant. Harden, I mean, we saw the other night. I think we saw the one clip. He got a shot, a wide open shot in the corner. He had to take a dribble and then he threw it out of bounds because he's not. He's used to getting the ball in his hands. Right. Russell, that's all he's ever done. He's not a catch and shoot guy. He's driving to the hole or he's passing out someone that's wide open. Uh, Kawhi, Kawhi's okay off the ball, but he's as he's become more ball dominant over the years. And Paul George can do anything. I mean, he's one. Yeah. He's one of the most versatile, skilled one of the most skilled guys in the league, but he still needs the ball in his hands too. So it just doesn't fit. They're all aging and they're not Harden was never great at defense. Russ was good at, I mean, he was a solid defender. Kawhi yeah. clearly all NBA level type defender. And Paul George is one of the best, one of the best two way players, but they're just not the same guys anymore. So I agree. So I, I think we both agree that the Clippers, 
uh, 99% lost this trade. And unless something crazy happens, we've seen weirder things. Well, I think it all comes down to what did the Sixers get with those picks? Because so they're going to trade them either in the offseason or they're going to trade them midseason, try to get like maybe a Zach Levine who's possibly on the market now. I And also, we didn't talk about this. The Sixers have a ton of cap space this summer now. They have yeah, a ton no, of like expiring contracts. So they're going to have a max spot. I don't know who's going to be open. So they have a ton of options. That'll be a future episode. We'll, we'll have to look at the options and yeah that'll be fun no they i but but look at i mean they're nine and three right now so and they're almost as good as the celtics yeah they beat they're one and one against the celtics this year yeah so it's all right all right well let's take a quick break then we'll start talking about the in-season tournament all right we're back next up we got the in-season tournament uh pat go ahead and lay out kind of how it works um then we'll kind of dive into some Things that we like, some things that we don't like, and maybe some suggestions if Adam Silver ever listens to this. So pretty much how the in-season tournament currently works, they're all 30 NBA teams are divided into six groups of uh, five teams each. Uh, within that group, each team plays four group stage games against the other teams, two home, two road. Uh, the teams with the best record in each group, plus one wildcard team from each conference, will advance to an eight-team single elimination knockout portion of the in-season tournament. The final four games of the tournament will be in Las Vegas on December 7th and 9th for the semifinals and the finals. Um, pretty much what the motivation is for the players to actually like buy into like why they're doing this in-season tournament. Uh, players on the team that wins the in-season tournament each get a $500,000 bonus, which huh, I'd love that right now. After that, it's uh, $200,000 for each of the runner-ups and then $100,000 for each of the players on the two teams that lose in the semifinal games and $50,000 for each of those teams that fall in the first round of the knockout stage. So it's a little bit of money on the line for them. Yeah. See, I personally, I like that they're trying to make the regular season more important because the past, I don't know, 10-plus years, the regular season really hasn't, been that important from start to finish there are moments where the regular season is super important uh but then there's stretches where like everyone's resting and the games just aren't as good or you know what teams are tanking for the whole year whatever it is uh so i i like that incentive to where you can win this tournament and it kind of makes november and december more important and more fun i mean i Everyone loves a good tournament. So, I don't know. That's what I like about it. Yeah, it's just trying to get more excitement during the season, especially with, like, NFL still going on. They're just trying to get, like, more eyes, you know, just, like, I think it's kind of cool for, like, maybe in the land or, like, a team that's not going to win a championship necessarily. But if they win the in-season tournament, some, like, casual fans will love that and they'll eat it up. So, well, especially I'll, this year, like, to win the first in-season, like, oh, the yeah. very first one. But, like, 500000 to a lot of the guys, especially the Stars, it's not. But all those other guys, all the other, like, 11 guys on the team that are, you know, on minimums or mid-levels, like, that money still matters a lot. That's, like, investments they can use and stuff. So, they want to win that money. So, yeah. it's definitely – there's they definitely could add more uh, to it. We've talked about it. I actually, like, do you want to talk about your idea of – Yeah, I mean – what is there anything that you don't like about it? Like before we just the uh, the court, some of the courts with the yeah, a hundred percent get rid of the courts. Well, well, I Jalen Brown said the other night that they're actually really slippery, like someone, but the colors are so hard to look at it's for disgusting. some. Like the Pacers one was so bad. Oh. The Cavs one's actually pretty clean, but the Pacers, uh, which the Heat one was really red. There's just so many bad. The ones. Raptors one wasn't terrible. Yeah, here okay, so I guess let's move on to what could make it better. I actually thought of this today. 
um, back in our, gosh, I don't know, second, second episode, third episode where we talked about the city edition jerseys. Okay. So I kind of thought, how about instead of city edition jerseys, we get rid of them. And since Nike wants to just keep making these nasty, weird jerseys, instead of them throwing up on the court, how about we just do an in-season tournament jersey? And they do something fun and weird like the city edition jerseys are. And you only wear that jersey when you're, both teams wear their in-season tournament jersey during the tournament games or the group play, whatever. Instead of doing the court, I just, like I'm all, you know, whatever. You can make the court different in a way, but I... Those are just so hideous. Like, no, yeah, I think it's just the, the they're too they're too bright. Mostly, like when you're on looking at a TV screen, dude, like you have to wear like sunglasses. Like I told you, like someone like the Pacers one when I watched them play the Cavs, like it was horrific just looking at. It. I don't know how the players did it. Like I don't know. I, no. I think, like I said, the Cavs one's pretty clean. I think Boston's was pretty good too. I don't know. I just, but how do you mess with the TD Gardens floor? Like yeah. that's so much history. And I'm not even saying that because I'm a Celtics fan. It, it's the same with the Lakers. Like how do you now? Celtics have the parquet, so it's it's different because it's just unique. But I don't know. How do you – I just didn't like it. I don't like the court. I think it's ugly. Um, so that's one thing that I would suggest. I also – I like the idea of playing for money. you got to play for something. But I think playing for money, yes, it's going to help the majority of players – but the players that we really want it to help, like we really want to motivate, I don't think they're going to be that motivated. Like LeBron James. Well, LeBron, he, LeBron's he's actually been pretty good about. It looks like he's pretty motivated to get. Yeah, it, I so. mean, LeBron's always typically a good sport, but like, I don't know. I just think there needs to be more than just money. I think there needs to be something where, um, I don't know. It, it impacts maybe playoffs or. I should look back at our text. I laid it all out. So, so you like guaranteed a playoff spot? Is that what well? You I don't like that because oh yeah, then you, you you said if they're in the plan, they're given the seventh seed. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for jogging my memory. So if you are a if at the end of the regular season, okay, let's say you won the in season tournament and you make the playoffs, that you're in the top six. I think your prize should be that you are guaranteed home court in every series until you get to the final well no even in the finals because that's still you won the in-season tournament and that will make the contenders really care about it coaches players they're everyone across the board can i fight back on that real quick though yeah well, why so why are they awarded for like a like 48 game stretch when but but the teams that like are above them for the whole season like well, it's the, not just a 48 game stretch isn't it's four games well i'm just saying like i i think it's four and then there's a couple of semi-final like semi-final right. or the knockout stage but whatever it is 48 how is that fair and it's early in the season most of the teams yeah. don't hit their peak especially the championship level teams they don't hit their peak usually to the later of the year so how is that fair for a team that plays like wins 50 some 50 60 games in a year that they have to go in the last round somehow that teams makes it through like a miami or something like that like in the past here's my pushback <laughs> if you're really that good of a team go win the in-season tournament but it's it's in the it's the season just started. I, I don't know. know. But I, I, I like home court advantage saying. doesn't even really matter anymore. Like it does, it, it matters. It does to some teams, but well, not depends on the crowd. Yeah, like like the, it didn't matter for Miami. Well, TD Garden is. <laughs> I mean, uh, not so, last year. <laughs> I know, but like but like the Cavs have no, really good one. But like yeah, but I just think it would add something 
It would be a bigger incentive. Oh, home court definitely matters. Role players play way better at home than they do. It's com- it it's matters, comfortable that you not sleep in your own bed. Like no, it ma- it definitely matters. But no, like the greatest players in the world. If you have LeBron or Giannis, they can go win a game right. seven in another building. But it definitely matters. I'm not gonna. Yeah, say no, it, I mean it matters. But I think that would, I don't know, it would create more competition in the tournament. I think. Yeah, but also like, what if a guy's coming back from like a surgery or something early in the season and he comes back and life they- ain't fair. I don't know. I don't know. No, I just, I give that. I think, man, I can't guarantee in a playoff spot's back. Because what if, like, what if, like, the Wizards? Can yeah, you imagine? Jordan Poole, like, he's been awful, but yeah, my most improved is shot. He's been awful. But yeah, say he got hot for, like, a couple games and they make it all the way to yeah, the finals. That would not be good. You imagine watching them in a playoff series against a- anyone? The Boston Celtics. I mean, it would be disgusting. 50 point wins left and right. Yeah, no, it'd be a blowout. Um, so. That was my, like, if you win the tournament and make the playoffs in the top six, if you win the tournament and make the play-in, like, seven, eight, nine, or ten, you should automatically advance to the seventh seed. And so you don't have to worry about that. So the the eight, nine, and ten, the eight would get the bye, nine and ten would play, and then they would just play the eight seed. I think that could be fun. Yeah, that's, I, I like your idea. I think it just it's like all complicated, though. I think it's so simplistic now how it is. Yeah. But there needs to be more than just Or money. we could just increase the money somehow and they're making a ton of it so they could i don't but i don't know there needs to be more than money i feel like there's you know all these guys like, right i, I mean, agree i don't know it's I, still again the superstars i mean jalen brown's making maybe 60 plus million maybe you get i just kind of thought of this but could could they do something where if you win the in-season tournament you get to take five percent off your salary cap or your your books i don't know like i know but what the players aren't going to care about that then that's more of a I mean, they will. Well, but I don't know if if all of a sudden the Nuggets or the Celtics can go s- sign someone, the players might care. I know, but, but, yeah, what, no, but what, right. what about the what about the lower care. bench players? What if they don't want to win then, or the guys because they're like, oh, I might get replaced if you guys yeah, go. Yeah, that's true. There's just it's really complicated. I do like your idea though. I guarantee in a playoff spot's hard. I do like those. Ideas. We're just throwing them out. I mean, it's the first year of it. Yeah, What's seen Adam Silver? No one's perfect. Yeah, right. we're we're not even to the knockout state. We're not even into like the like we're not in the there. tournament. Yeah, we're so we're we're still seeing how it's going. I just my, like I said, my biggest takeaway is the courts are absolute trash. I but, am pro doing anything that would make the games more exciting and more. Uh, how do I want to word this? I don't even know. Like more engaging. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you got You have to try new things, and they're gonna fail sometimes. And other times, they really succeed. Maybe this will be the greatest invention ever they ever had. But if you don't try it, you're not gonna succeed or fail. You'll never know. So, I think uh, it's a good addition. I mean, if it flops this year, they might do it for another year or two. And then if it flops, then you I mean, fit. look at the play-in. The play-in, <laughs> it was weird at first, but now it's kind of people hated normal. it. And then we saw a team go to the NBA Finals. So, I mean, it could happen. You never know. Yeah. Teams get hot. But usually the best, so, I mean, especially in basketball, usually the best team's always going to win in the seven-game series. Yeah. I mean, it, it rarely do they. It didn't happen last year. but Yeah, I mean, injuries do happen. But when you go down th- uh, 3-0 to start a series, you're usually not going to come back. And yeah. it's never happened. So, But that won't happen this year. So, it won't. Um, all right, anything else about the in-season tournament? No, I'm excited for the next topic, though. We have a dirty, dirty <laughs> man to talk about next. <laughs> That sounded so bad. Um, let's take a quick break before we really dive into everything Draymond Green is. That dirty man. Surprise, surprise. Draymond Green's back in the news. What dirty thing did he do this time? Well, if you guys saw the other night, uh, the NBA suspended Warriors uh, for Draymond Green for five games without pay. 
that's not, I mean, that always happens for him. Uh, the five games he received is due to his history of unsportsmanlike acts. The NBA issued uh, his return can be as soon as November 28th in Sacramento. Uh, so what happened? The whole incident. I think we all watched the video. Uh, seconds into the game, there was a physical. What didn't happen? Yeah, there was a lot going on. The physical altercation started with Minnesota's Jaden McDaniels grabbing Clay Thompson's jersey, causing it to rip. Then Timberwolves center Rudy Gobert got in the middle of it. He was seen putting his hands around like Thompson's like upper body, his chest area. And then Draymond Green decided to uh, get a little frisky, and he put him in a headlock. Chokehold. Ch- yeah, it started to choke him. Yeah, uh, he put him in a chokehold, which led the four the them. He got a flagrant two and was ejected. Uh, I think we all know, or a lot of people don't know, him and Rudy have had a lot of beef since, like, 2018. When Rudy cried about making the All-Star team or didn't make it, he, like, made fun of him about it. And it's like, hey, man, whatever about that. But, yeah, they've had a big beef going back for a long time. So, I think that's kind of the issue. I think people don't know. Did he do it on purpose? Like, was this the time that he did it? Or was it just, like, out of, like, oh, hey, I'm helping my teammate who's getting his, you know, chest grabbed. So, what would you think about the situation? Draymond's one of the dirtiest players in the league today no ever he's one of the dirtiest players ever yeah i he stomped on a dude's chest in a playoff series he punched a teammate in the face he he hit lebron james lebron james in the in the nuts no i i i would probably agree with that i just there were some some dirty plays years and years ago but yeah draymond is is definitely a dirty player well, think about it. in the soft era that we have today that they say, you know, all the old heads say, I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's soft. I think the game's just more skilled today. He's by far the dirtiest, is he not? Can you think of a guess someone that's even dirtier? Pat Bev's been up there, like when he went at Westbrook's knee way back when, when he was with the Rockets. Like, I, Pat Bev's a little dirty, but he plays hard. I don't know. I think he's the I think he's the dirtiest. Chris Paul's really dirty. He's a guy. He, no. But yeah, he's not as dirty as Draymond. Bro, he gets away with it. He's dirty. No, like, the play, he is. The he players is. say how dirty he is. So I don't know. Draymond, I also want to just make it known that Joel Embiid and Giannis are both dirty players as well, but they're they're not as dirty as Draymond. No, yeah. But you know what's funny? Thompson, McDaniels, and Gobert, they only got twenty only fined twenty five thousand dollars. So Well why is Gobert fined? That's what I want to know. That poor I man. Mean, <laughs> you you put yourself in the altercation, but he was he in was it. trying to split people up, I think. I know, but it's just like if you get in an altercation, you're risking yourself, and that's what know. happens. They have to, you because they don't want anybody getting involved in that. He got fined probably because they're still mad about the COVID touching the mics. <laughs> <laughs> that would never go away. And he scored the first basket after when basketball came back too. I think that was. I think he scored the first one in the bubble. I'm pretty sure. I could be what wrong. What were the odds on that? I know, oh, dude, I, we would have won a lot of money if we did that. But, um, yeah. Draymond has a history and it's I you keep seeing like on X or Twitter or whatever the video like have you seen those like highlight reels of Draymond they're like 10 minutes long of all of his dirty plays yeah they said he's gonna have like a high like people have like highlight career endings like they show their whole career and he has one of just altercations of him getting in like just fights or just getting tentacles and yelling at refs and fans it's just he's I think he's a little bit of a psychopath to be honest with you He's got a longer leash than other players. No, but just like listen to a couple of the stuff, like some of the clown stuff he's done. Uh, he punched his teammate last year uh, before the season started, ruined their season basically. Which, Caught, maybe, maybe he was onto something there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pulls. I'm not gonna get into Jordan Poole right now. He's been I'm playing just kidding. off. I don't, no one then he he tried to face. kill Demontis Sabonis in a playoff series last year. Literally stepped on his chest like full. I don't even know. Just try to put all of his body weight on him. And then we know back in 2016 when they were up 3-1 against the Cleveland Cavaliers, he 
Him and LeBron got an altercation at the end of Game Five, and then he got a little oops, oopsie daisy <laughs> right in his little, right in his little section, his down low, and then it caused. Well, he also early in the playoffs he kicked Stephen Adams in the groin multiple times, which he kicked also, multiple people that year, didn't he? Yeah, but Adams got it bad twice in the wow. playoff series before, so it resulted in him getting suspended for. Or, sorry, that was in Game Four. In Game Five, he was suspended for. Gavs came back for 3-1, cost him a championship. So he still has not learned his lesson. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you lost a 73-9, a, a the greatest season ever. You costed that, and you're still doing it today. And arguably, they cost them back-to-back last year. I mean, I'm not going to say they would have won. Clearly, they're they're yeah. not the same team anymore. But, like, that ruined their season. That punch ruined everything that they had, any momentum they had. Right. Don't forget, one of my favorites is when he was setting all those screens on the Celtics players. <laughs> Bro, if you look at like old, like back in the day before they were calling like illegal screens like they do now, Andrew Bogut and Draymond used to set the dirtiest screens. Just look up highlights of it. Like there was one in the 2015 finals. Matthew Del it looked like he was in at, like at war. Like he was just avoiding <laughs> just like just I don't even know. It just was look at it's one of the greatest clips ever. And that he was dude in the like, trenches. <laughs> Matthew Del almost died during that series. Look it up. Iman Shepard and JR talked about this. They said how he had to they had to go to the hospital and get an IV yeah, after one of the games. I remember that. I mean that's what happens when you guard, you know, the unanimous yeah, MVP, but I don't know. Yeah. I I already know your answer, but was five games enough? Yeah, I uh, you man, I I disagree with you so much on this. I you just you just laid out. You just went on a five minute talk about how many. Okay, he didn't yeah. kill someone. Well, no. What? Okay, well, go ahead. Tell tell him your argument, and then I'll, I'll okay. counteract it. So, first of all, I think it's ironic that he's coming back for the Kings game. I think if they don't play the Kings at that moment, he probably doesn't come back. They wanted him back because of the money and the ratings and all that. That's just my opinion. Would you agree? No, I thought five games was fair for his history. But do you think if they played the Kings eight games later, do you think they would have considered going eight? No. I think no, it's, just, it's just, just no matter what. It's, it's just kind of, I guess it's just fate for that kind of lean on another day. It's, well, it is kind of weird. I just don't think five games is enough. I, you just listed out. But all why does he need, why does he need 10? So we talked about the jaw thing. He got 25. Yeah. But his was a little bit more serious. It was off the court, but it involved a firearm. And it life, did. Life or death, like, experiences. But it didn't hurt anyone. Draymond didn't hurt anybody? I, I don't know. Rudy Gobert said that he tried to he tried to actually uh, – what I forget the phrase that he used. But he said something like, good thing Draymond wasn't good at choking me or something. I'm not sure, but I was just going to read like the top 10, like the biggest suspensions ever. So Hido oh, Turkoglu at 10, he got uh, 20 games for anti-doping. It's a lot of anti-doping. Jeff Taylor, 24 games of legal issues. Uh, Jody Meeks got 25 games for anti-doping. Um, wow, Jody Meeks. Kermit Washington, don't know who that is. He threw a punch. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> so he got 26 games. It must have been that great. Uh, Steven Jackson, battling fan. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Javarius, I don't know how to say his last name, 38 games, gun possession. So Ja maybe got off good there. I'm not sure about that. Uh, Gilbert Arenas, he had a, he brought it 50 games. He he had a gun. Yeah, like, I, I understand that's that. That's a little bit different than Ja when he actually, oh. he had a gun on site and on the team plane, like right. they said. Uh, Latrell Sprewell, he attacked a coach. He got 68 games. Why 68? Like Ron Artest, 86, the mouse at the pal, you know, the, one of the worst, you know, sporting events that happened. He, these like game amounts are so. Do you know great. who number one is? Do you remember? It wasn't. It was anti-doping. Oh shoot! Um, legend, Memphis Grizzly legend. He's a bucket. Memphis Grizzly. OJ Mayo. 
Oh, yeah. You never got suspended yes. 164 games? I no. thought you were being serious about like a. Like no, a he's a bucket. Memphis he was legend. Oh no! Well, I, I wouldn't say OJ Mayo is a legend. I, I was joking, but no, yeah. his high school dude. Look up his high school. No, OJ like, Mayo was awesome. He was a bucket on the Bucks too. Oh my, yeah, dude, he was really good back in the day. But yeah, he. he I has do remember most. that now that you say that. So yeah, so he didn't Listen, kill anybody. I'm not asking for 80 games. I'm just saying like maybe more than five, seven, ten. People thought he was gonna get like two or three. I think five is plenty. I just think he gets a longer leash, and I, I just don't understand how he can do all of this stuff and only get five games well he's lost over like two million dollars throughout his whole career from all the technicals and ejections yeah. and all the fines but i i just i, I don't I can't, I can't agree with you at all that i i just don't see how you could think he can get more than five games 10 is just like that's a lot of a season i mean that's uh, then, then don't put people in a chokehold. <laughs> well don't I grab don't. don't grab the other dude's teammate and i'm not trying to defend Ray money what he did was insanely okay, dirty but if he would have done that to uh, McDaniel's like, okay, sure, but he didn't. He did it to Gobert. Yeah, well, Gobert well, was that, not involved. Well, that also is the issue they have to go into. Well, his history is what brought into it, and then did he did he have this predetermined, or was it all just on site? Like, well, I'm doing it. Gobert I th- brought up a good point. Yeah, well, he said that he doesn't he, play when Curry plays. Yeah, yeah or he when Curry's out, he gets ejected more. Which. Let's add more games to that because you're throwing games. Yeah, he got thrown out like it was like a good percentage higher when Curry was out. It was like eighty some percent. Yeah, when his when his carry wasn't there. The only time I've ever seen Draymond carry stuff was in Game Seven of 2016, where the donkey had his best game ever. Well, I will say sadly, Draymond was pivotal when they beat the. Oh, I mean, he's an. I mean, he's. I wouldn't say he's an all-time great player, but for the dynasty, yeah. I mean, he was their glue. He's been their glue, and his game is. I think. I think someone made a good point. Now, I think we're gonna see these incidents more. His games decreasing you know it's not he's not evolving anymore he's descending as a player so is clay clay's been really bad this year like i think we're gonna see a lot more instances of this happening of him just like outbursts and stuff i don't know he's always been so disrespectful to the refs over the years like we well, see he, he jason tatum claps <laughs> at the ref and he gets a technical but draymond can threaten the ref's entire family and the refs do nothing yeah he definitely does scream in a lot of people's faces and that's why i think five games is not enough because he gets away with everything. Why are we only slapping him on the wrist a couple times? He didn't kill anybody. He didn't have a gun. I think Ja it's has not killed anyone that that we know of. But there's potential with the gun involved that he's flashing. People own guns. I don't think Draymond's gonna kill anybody with those with those arms. Sorry. Oh no, I bet Draymond could kill someone. <laughs> yeah, he's killing that basketball team right now. That's what he's doing. Yeah. That's what he's killing. And my eyes, because it's horrible to watch. <laughs> I hate him. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, he is not fun to watch. No, this was a fun one to talk about because I actually just felt like I was defending him. I kind of I want to go throw up in my mouth a little bit now because yeah, you... no, I just don't. Ten's ridiculous. I mean, that's uh, I just don't know, man. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. I just don't know. <laughs> I think if another player did that randomly, like, they'd get less games because they said because of his history, he would have got less games. Yeah, because it's history. But here's only five games. I don't know. I just think if another. If someone did that to Steph Curry, they'd be shot. You know what? Rudy Gobert started COVID, so they, you know, he did, he did the, not start COVID. He did, the, he did them a favor. <laughs> no, he started in the NBA, touching on the mic. So maybe he got that was the get back. Draymond knew what he was doing all these years. I don't know. You know what, Draymond? I still hate you, but you know what? I'm def- I'm defending you now. Yep, we'll, you know, I was we'll right. agree to disagree. I think ten games would have been better. Five, five as well. As well, I like it. Well, there you have it. On this podcast, Patrick. 
started to love Draymond. So I guess that's a wrap. I think we can we can end it with that. Draymond Green is Patrick's favorite player. <laughs> would you take him on the Cavs? Uh I don't know now. I would I would think about it. He could headlock Mitchell Robinson. Oh yeah. Never, yep, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, he's not Jalen Brunson. Once he smells his fingers. Oh, uh, yeah. Smells his poo poo fingers. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. I hate. Uh, yeah, you know what, Draymond? I'll trade. You can. We, I don't know. We'll trade. You trade Evan Mobley for him? No, not Evan. Uh, you, you can <laughs> take. Down. You can take Dean Wayne. Take Dean Wayne. That man is. I, I think I could hit more threes than Dean Wayne at this point. And I shoot like Lonzo. Okoro? Ooh. Okoro and Dean Wade for Draymond. Mm. Who says no? Mm. I mean, I think. The Warriors say no. Okoro's been really good. He's injured right now, but I, I man, we're getting way off topic now. We we're are. at the end. We're at the end. We're just rambling. But yeah, no, I think I would do it if I was a Cavs because you get the championship. God, I'd hate seeing him in a Cleveland uniform. He would huh? never play in Cleveland. I can't do it. No, I can't see him in a Cleveland uniform. But he he would punch Mitchell Robinson so hard in the grill. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I'm just like fantasizing seeing that. Just him just rock right in the face. <laughs> All right. So answer the question. If if the Warriors called you and said, "Hey, Draymond for Wade, Dean Wade, yeah, because Dean's Dean's like my he's like my Jetty Osmond now. I hated Jetty Osmond. He was a fan favorite. I think that he was awful. Yeah, I would do it. I would do it just for the championship experience. The contract's not awful, but here's the real question: A couple years ago, would you have traded Dylan Windler for Draymond? <laughs> hey, man, I love Dylan in college. I... He was a shooter. He just couldn't stay healthy, so. Is he? Where is he? I forget. I think he's on the uh, the Knicks now. I think. Yeah, I think he's on the. Really? Yeah, he's not playing though. I mean, he's just he never plays. Just DMPs. So <laughs> I think he's on the Knicks. I could be wrong, but yeah, I mean, wait, wait until that revenge game happens and the playoffs. he was in the Kevin Porter draft, which Kevin Porter was a great pick until you know he um <laughs> his his locker. And that's the show. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Porter. Yeah, he's. I'm. We're not gonna get into what he said about the Cavs, but yeah, he's he's in a heap of trouble right now too. But yeah. No, this was fun. I like talking about Draymond. We both hate him, but I think I might hate him a little bit more. I, but I kind of defended him here. You, you think he should not get suspended at all. I don't know. But much. So what are we going to be talking on the next episode coming up here too? Contenders and pretenders? Uh, yeah, in a way. Yeah. In a way. We're going to be looking like kind of at the standings right now. It's really early on in the season, but there's some surprises, especially in the West. Some teams playing really well, which I picked the over on, and he did not. But I also have a couple stinkers too. Yeah. I said Minnesota was going to implode, and they look like – top six team so but i was right in chicago but we'll get in that into the next episode you yeah. want to add anything here to end it uh no i i don't i don't think so i i guess just check us out on on twitter or x uh at pod underscore bucket list and please please send us some questions we're desperate for some questions Always, always fun to answer random questions i'm so lonely <laughs> send me some questions please to answer <laughs> all right uh well, see you guys next time. Thanks uh, for listening. Uh, see ya.